The National Guard says it will create a space National Guard if Congress approves a space force in its 2020 defense authorization bill. Guard officials say they need a space branch in order to keep funding, mission, and requirements aligned to the active duty service. Federal News Network Scott Massioni spoke with Brigadier General Patrick Cobb, special assistant to the National Guard chief for space, about the details. We've been working uh, in all of the different meetings with Office Secretary of Defense, all the services are getting together on trying to set this up. So how we saw it is at least the, the vast majority of space sits in the Air Force right now. And the plan is, is for the first year is that we'd stand up the headquarters element in the Pentagon for Space Force. And then the second year, we'd start bringing units over. And as we were planning it, we would bring the Air National Guard units over first. And then the year after that, the Army National Guard unit that we have here in Colorado. And then the Air Force Reserve would do the same thing and the Army Reserve out there. So we saw it since we've been in operating in space uh, with the Air Force for over 20 years, starting here in Colorado and then expanding out to seven other states, uh, that it just made perfect sense. Very similar to how we stood up the Air Force in 1947. And that was what OSD uh, was looking at is the only other model we have, recent model, is when the Air Force split away from the Army in 1947. So we've been using a lot of that history. So we saw how the Air Guard became an entity in 1947, the Air Force Reserve a year after. So that's what we've been working towards, working with the Air Force on it and their planning team on on the Space National Guard. So just to be clear, this would be a separate entity just like the Air National Guard and this would be Space National Guard, right? Correct. Would you need any extra sort of authorities to do this, um, anything extra at this point, or is this all kind of built into how what's in the NDAA for 2020 at this point? So right now the legislative proposal that uh, OSD sent over to the Hill uh, did not include a reserve component. Um, inside it, it said we'll wait one year to study the reserve component piece, and then at that point uh, we'll, we'll make a decision um, and, and move out. So right now what went over uh, did not have a reserve component. And then how I understand it is you've got two separate pieces of the NDA, one from the House, one from the Senate. On the House side, it does specifically identify a sixth service for the Space Force. On the Senate side, it just renames, once again, how I understand it is renames Air Force Space Command as Space Force. So no specific new separate service um, at the end of the day. So in addition to that is Congress has to identify a new service uh, in, inside U.S. Code Title 10, how our lawyers are explaining it to us is they also have to do the same thing for the reserve component. So there's a section inside Title 10 code saying, and the reserve components of uh, the Department of Defense are, and it lists all of them. Right now there's seven, and so they would have to add a Space National Guard and a Space Force Reserve is how we understand it. So the authorities are there. It just depends how things shake out. This is how I'm hearing it. Correct. Is how we understand it is as they go into conference committee and they decide what the final version of the NDA is, is if that's added in there, then we would stand up concurrently with the, Air, with the U.S. Space Force. And the way that I understand how the active duty is, is dealing with Space Force is how they're, how they're planning to do it at least is to reduce a lot of the headquarters cost by just taking things that already exist and just putting a new name on it. Is that sort of how you're looking at doing it? Right, and General Ingell's been very clear about this um, anytime we've talked about uh, the Space National Guard, is at least from a headquarters perspective inside the National Guard Bureau, inside the Pentagon, is he would realign existing billets to move over to stand up a Space National Guard headquarters element, so we would be zero cost. 
Can you just tell me, give me sort of an overview of National Guard uh, space operations at this point? I mean, obviously things are ramping up for all the services when it comes to space. So how are you dealing with that and how are you kind of uh, shifting uh, yourself as this, this domain grows? Big picture, we have about eight states that have about 16 total units that are currently doing space inside the National Guard. One primary unit in the Army Guard sits here in Colorado, but all the other ones are Air National Guard uh, units. We generally uh, generally break them out into, we have missile warning units right now as our mission, and then we have uh, space control units. Uh, then we have one unit that does on-orbit missions also out in California. And then we have a couple of units that do space intel or space-related intelligence, uh, but they fall underneath not Air Force Base Command, but Air Combat Command, because that's where all of our intel capability resides. So we generally break in those two primary buckets. Uh, what we've been working on here lately is the growth of our space control units, offensive and defensive space control. And we're currently in the middle of a deployment uh, overseas for our space units. Uh, California and Florida are two current units that are operational, and they've been rotating personnel through uh, overseas locations uh, to work on space control um, in conjunction with the joint team. So uh, seamless operations, my, my assessment is, is the uh, senior leadership and the uh, and the overseas locations have no idea they're their guardsmen at the end of the day they're just another individual or another another team they're working the joint fight how are you planning on growing the space domain uh, in the future you know what are, what are the things that you're keeping an eye on as the kind of space guru for uh, for the national guard first and foremost uh, and, and this some people get a little confused about this is the guard never sets the requirements whatsoever so they come from the services so uh, we've been working with air force space command their national guard has for a number of years and what air force space command under general raymond right now has been really good is every year going through what their requirements are and then lining up what mission they believe uh, best fits every component, whether active guard or reserve, and then they produce a priorities list for us. So as we go through the budget process, uh, we can go, hey, they really need another space control unit, or they need five space control units, and they've asked the guard to do that. So we go through that programmatic process with them um, at the end of the day. My, my assessment is, is as Space Force stands up, they'll follow the exact same process. So what we do is we wait for requirements to come to us and then we work through the, the budgeting process um, at the end of the day. So it's really a, you know, really a Secretary of the Air Force requirement going down to eventually U.S. Space Force Chief of Staff requirement to go, this is the best, this mission best fits a guard unit-based construct or it best fits a active or a reserve construct. And actually Air Force Space Command has done a really good job of deciding what missions work best for each. So uh, from a reserve component piece, we generally fit a unit-equipped uh, unit construct, so very similar to F-16s out of Buckley Air, Air, National, Air Force Base or the F-16s there in D.C. Um, so we have the equipment, and we surge to war with that mission. Where the Air Force Reserve is a little different, they do associations with active duty, so they provide them additional crew members on a, on a shift to do on-orbit mission or the uh, individual mobilization augmentees, the IMAs, who, who fill in uh, specific holes for you know requirements out there. So it actually works very well uh, on the, the flavor that we are and are what we best fit for a mission set. How are you utilizing people who have space talent in the outside world and, and how are you bringing them in, how are you attracting them, and uh, how are you making sure that you know 
you have those people and, and getting them to the right spot that they need to be in. So, so for us, it's actually uh, it's nice because since we're a unit-based construct, state, uh, uh, state-based, uh, the the adjutant generals of the state, so General Lois, Colorado. Uh, adjutant general knows exactly what he has in his state and what his space units are and his recruiters go out and specifically try to find people for those mission sets out there so it's very targeted you know ideally what we try to do is to when active duty members uh, for numerous reasons choose to leave active duty we try to capture them into the guard saves us on training costs and that time away while someone's at training. So it's, uh, it saves the Air Force money, saves the Guard money and time out there, and it, and it captures a valuable asset that has already have not only the training but the experience uh, from at least four or more years being on active duty in space. That was Brigadier General Patrick Cobb, Special Assistant to the National Guard Chief for Space, speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 